Hey guys, welcome back to the Far Better Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Clark, and today we're continuing our study on We Are Not the Main Character, episode number 20 of 21. We have two episodes left, but then I'm doing one special episode this year. Uh, I think that's going to become a, a possible theme to kind of just detail some of the things going on with the network and some of the things that we've been working on. But today, our topic with the main character not being ourselves is that the main characters should be dot, dot, dot. First, let's remind ourselves that this is not our story. We're not original creations. From the beginning, what God made was good, but what man has often done has been the opposite. Today, I want to shift to focusing on who the main characters are supposed to be. The first one is obvious. It's Christ. Without him, we're lost. I, I want you to consider Isaiah 53 for just a moment here. Isaiah 53 verses 1 through 10 gives us this beautiful depiction of what was going to happen to Christ, what he was going to endure, what he was going to deal and suffer. And the very things that are so impressive about this is that we're not found within the narrative of being the hero. Because you know the hero in all of the stories is a tortured soul, so to speak. They're an individual who they, they struggle to get ahead. They're dealing with difficulty. Such is not the case for us in Isaiah 53. Because though we do have a difficulty in its sin, we're not the remedy. Watch this. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness. When we see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs, carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living for the transgressions of my people. He was stricken, and they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death, because he'd done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper 
in his hand. The language there of what you and I are in this story, if you want to get technical and and storybook terms, if you will, we're the damsel in distress. That classic age-old, you know, notion that every comic book movie, every comic book itself, and most of the books have is there is somebody who is in distress, and they're saved by the hero. They're helpless. And that is exactly what we were. Helpless without the blessing of salvation given by Jesus. Think about Romans 5, 6 through 8 for a moment. Because this is an interesting thing because the the Bible that I use on Logos Bible Software says that this section, Romans 5, 6 through 11, is entitled Christ in our place. And that's exactly what happened. But watch verses 6 through 8 specifically. For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Think about the magnitude of this statement. We were without strength, not a righteous individual. We needed somebody, somebody who could take our place, somebody who could do something that we couldn't do for ourselves. We needed him. He's the main character. But then he himself and the New Testament that he made sure to have included for our learning, they also talk about some other characters that are what we would consider to be main characters in their own right, but not the main character. Because you can take Christ out of this story and nothing else follows it. These next two characters are very dependent upon Christ himself. They need him to function. Number two, the next main character that we find is the church. You know, we're expected to abound in the work of the church, 1 Corinthians 15, 55-58. And we can't abound in the work if we put our needs over the church's needs. You know, that word abounding in 1 Corinthians 15, 58, always abounding in the work of the Lord. You know, that word is an interesting word. And when you and I study it and we look it up, it literally means to be over and above, going beyond, abounding in in the mindset of being in excess even. Let me ask a simple question. How could that mentality convey a mindset that says, I will work when it suits me? Well, Lord, I want to do stuff for you, and Lord, I want to be there for you, but I'm just too busy at work. I'm too busy at school. I'm too busy in life. I'm too busy with my hobbies. I I just can't can't get ahead, and so you're going to have to take a back seat for now. And why is it that the church seems to struggle with getting volunteers? You know, we need more teachers in the Bible school programs. We need more workers. 
We need more deacons. We need more elders. And maybe you've had good reason to not be involved in these things. Or maybe you're more focused on your story than God's. You, you and I cannot be super abounding in every area of our lives except the church. There's always something that can be done. There's always more that can be done. And the thing that we have to remind ourselves about is this. We are vital to the work of the kingdom in the mindset that if we don't tell others, we neglect the very purpose that we're supposed to serve. Ezekiel 3 says that we've been made watchmen, designated to warn the wicked, to warn people of what is to come if they don't change. Paul would tell us, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58, that we need to be overflowing in the work of the Lord. It would seem to be then that our mentality should be that we'll do whatever it takes to get the work done. But that's not the only other main character we find in Scripture. The third one is the lost themselves. We're commanded to go out into the world and seek and save the lost. That's Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. This great commission, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth, which means Jesus essentially is saying, I have the right to then tell you to do this. Go, therefore, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Though these verses were said to the apostles, it still applies to us as we have been instructed to follow the doctrine or the teaching of those men. That's Acts chapter 2. Daily in the temple, they were continuing steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, which this would have been a key tenet of that. And this saving message is not about our testimony. It's not about our salvation. It's about the salvation that is provided. Yes, there is a big benefit and a massive understanding by all of us, at least there should be, that it is important for us to tell others how we were privileged to become children of God, but we should never make it all about us. Uh, Peter understood this fact, and I want you to think about this. Peter says in Acts chapter 5, 29 through 32, Peter says, look, it's about obeying God rather than obeying men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you murdered by hanging on a tree. Him God has exalted to his right hand to be prince and savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses to these things, and so also is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. It's not about our story. And his message was surrounded by the Lord's story instead of his own. In Acts chapter 4, verses 8 through 20, Peter points people to Christ. 
Peter points people to the Savior. And he says in Acts 4.20, we can't but speak the things which we have seen and heard. It is our responsibility, Peter is getting at, to tell others what we know, to show others what we know. This saving message is not about our life story. It's about God's. Thank you so much for being with us today on the Scattered Abroad Network, a work of the Memphis School of Preaching, which is overseen by the Forest Hill Church of Christ in Memphis, Tennessee. You can email us at san at msop.org. You can also reach out to me at mclarke at msop.org. I'd love to come out and tell you about the work that we're doing here at Scattered Abroad, as well as the Memphis School of Preaching, give you an opportunity to hear of both. And I would love to have the opportunity to tell you about some of our plans for the future. Lord willing, next week we'll put an official bow on the gift, if you will, of this season, and we'll finish wrapping up this product. And hopefully it will have been as beneficial to you as it was to me. It's kind of been enjoyable to have an opportunity to go through sermons that I preached. Uh, And for those of my Somerville listeners out there, you've heard these before, and I'm sorry for that. But hopefully I brought out something new or something in a way that maybe caught your attention in a way that it didn't when you heard it from the pulpit. But I'm so thankful for all of you that listen here on the Scattered Abroad Network. And just remember, between now and next Wednesday, it's our responsibility to please God now so our eternity can be far better.